0: Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners.
1: Well, it's been a while. I was wondering what happened to you, but good to have you back.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Sakina. I, you know what they say? Out of the frying pan, into the fire. or <laughs> are on some leave and, and we come back into all of this local local uh, headline risk that's come through into the markets. So maybe we can chat a bit about that.
1: Let's talk about that because, you know, the saga around Finance Minister Praveen Gordon uh, just continues and it remains top of the local agenda.
0: Yes, and, and it's rather frustrating in some respects, I must say, Zekina, because at the end of the day, you know, it's almost as though markets discount the economics, they discount the kind of macro fundamental data that we're seeing, and they tend to move on this headline risk around the political situation. Uh, I mean, I don't have to tell the listeners, I'm sure it's also front of the agenda for everyone listening to the show as well. I mean, last week we had the NPA effectively issuing a summons. Uh, that led to a 40 cents a weakness come through in the RAND on that intraday. Session, the very next day, coming out and saying, "Oh well, hold on, we might review this, uh, uh, the charges," uh, and we had the rand moving similarly in the opposite direction. And now, over the course of the weekend, maybe a positive development. I mean, we've had Deputy uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa coming out, and he's indicated support for Minister Gordon, both politically as well as morally. Uh, he's joining an ever-increasing chorus of, of, of voices, uh, I- even inside the party citing support for the finance minister. Now why do I why do I raise this? Why is it important? Remember that, you know, Finance Minister Gordon had just come back from a roadshow to New York. It's a fairly high powered delegation, CEOs of companies, our own CEO, Mike Brown a, uh, amongst them as well. We also had the sub Governor, Lesetje Kanyaho, out in in New York, out in Washington, speaking to investors trying to reassure them and convince them that South Africa still presents a compelling investment case. And then hot on the heels of that, we've had this rise in political risk. So it's important to see uh, uh, some sort of support come through for a finance minister that is still very well respected. Remember, we, we basically have about a week and a bit to go before the medium-term budget policy statement, Uh, and international investors and even South Africans, quite frankly, want to see the finance minister not just present the mid-term budget, uh, but effectively show the commitment that he had shown in the February budget towards fiscal prudence, towards trying to steer the economy in the right direction. Uh, And the sense I get is that if the political headlines die down in the near term, even in the medium term, that potentially South Africa has what it takes to defer that, that, that rating's downgrade even a little bit further. Uh, and so let's see how this plays out over the course of the next uh, week or so. Uh, but I'm certainly still quite optimistic that Minister gordon has the, has the temerity, has the resilience to not just see us through to medium-term budget, but possibly uh, even through into the main budget next year.
1: Well, we certainly will keep an eye on those developments. And then just moving further afield, uh, Fed Chair Janet Yelland. Her comments on Friday, Mohammed, about the possibility of letting inflation run higher and keeping rates lower for longer. Tell us more about that.
0: I mean, it, it was interesting. We had Fed Chair Yellen. Remember, this is the main event risk globally. Everyone's waiting for the U.S. Federal Reserve and what are they going to do on rates right into the tail end of the year. Uh, her, her, her words were effectively uh, letting the U.S. economy run hot, Uh, What does this mean? It means that, you know, she's certainly indicating her preference for lower rates for an extended period of time. uh, And she says that this might help undo some of the damage that was done during the financial crisis, just letting inflation run a little bit ahead of target in the United States uh, and possibly try and address, uh, you know, some slack in the U.S. labor market. Uh, Markets, uh, I guess, kind of looking through those comments simply because the last Fed minutes indicated uh, that, there was this growing uh, sense uh, or sentiment among said members to at least increase rates just one more time this year, and that still remains the base case. And it's why, as you mentioned in your intro, you know, you've had the U.S. dollar strengthen against the basket of other currencies. Uh, our view is a scope for the possibility of a Fed hike at their December meeting this year once the U.S. elections is out of the way. Uh, but I guess you know, the U.S. political risk also remains in front of the agenda, uh, and, and, and it could effectively catalyze a move in either direction. So you know, that remains your wild card, but for as, uh, as things stand right now, so penciling in a Fed hike uh, before the end of this year, and that might come with some shorter-term pressure on emerging market currencies like the RAND. Longer-term, however, that might ease as the global search for yield seems to remain the overarching theme.
1: And then just uh, looking further ahead, um, eyes on CPI that's due out on Wednesday locally, as well as the Chinese GDP numbers, uh, which will be the focus for the rest of the week. Mohammed.
0: Yeah, just a just precursor in terms of some of the stuff we're watching this week. Uh, on Wednesday, we're going to have local CPI. The expectation here is for it to move. Uh, just above the, the 3 to 6% band. Remember, you know, we've got food inflation that becomes quite a bit uh, big problem in these last uh, three or four prints uh, into the tail end of, of this year, start of next year. Food inflation remaining quite topical. Uh, and looking at the weather forecast, it looks as though rains are set to, to, to arrive soon. And once we actually see reasonable rains come through, the risk to food inflation locally will start to abate. Uh, but that's still quite an important flashpoint. We'll talk about that later in the week. And then uh, we, we've got Chinese GDP, the expectation there is still pretty much anchored around the 6.5% mark. If you get a much worse number, that's obviously going to come through with a little bit of risk off for emerging markets. And the flip side of that, if you get a slightly better number, that might help economies like South Africa. Uh, but when that data is released, we'll chat a bit about it later in the week.
1: Well, we'll do just that. Thank you so much, Mohamed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank CIB, back again with us tomorrow morning.
0: Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM.